and hello, everybody. Welcome back to another charming episode of It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where we discuss anything, and I mean anything, and everything geek-related. I'm Tim. And I am Trey. Today we are talking about one of at least my favorite video game franchises before it crashed and burned, in my opinion. Because today we're talking about Assassin's Creed. Because you know, it's all geek to me. If it's a comic book or a comic movie, it's all geek to me. If it's some sort of game or a show on TV, it's all geek to me. Parkour, parkour, parkour. Yep, that's right. We're talking Assassin's <laughs> Creed and all the parkour. Um, Tim, um, I don't think I've ever really truly talked to you about Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, I don't think we have. And like, it's, it's funny because we like both have played a lot of it. You've played more than I have. But I don't think we've actually really ever like actually talked about it. I know. Uh, it's weird. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, nothing on the agenda. We're just going to talk favorite games, least favorite games, mm. where the mm. franchise has gone now, what we enjoy, what we don't enjoy, and just everything under the sun. So, Tim, I think we should just start off with, what's your favorite Assassin's Creed game? What game have you played that you're like, I will go back to this anytime? So, my favorite Assassin's Creed game is probably Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Ooh, Brotherhood's good. Yeah, so that one, I absolutely loved that game. Like, there's just something about it. Like, like I just remember building up my Brotherhood of Assassins and, like, playing Ezio and just building up my Brotherhood of Assassins and, like, sending them on missions and, like, like, like running through the streets and then, like, like, walking through the streets and then being like, yeah, take that guy out. <laughs> and they would appear out of nowhere and kill the guy. And I'm just like, Ooh, yes, that felt good. <laughs> like it just, you feel so cool walking through as, as Ezio, like already you're cool. Cause it's freaking Ezio. And then all of a sudden he's just telling people, yeah, kill that guy or do this, do that. And like out of nowhere, assassins are just like jumping out of hay bales, killing somebody, then pulling them in, like leaving them there or pulling them yeah. out. And it's like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It was just, and like the fact that you could like level them up too. So like you could recognize them because like, Oh, this guy had a, this level. So he had this special armor on. And I'm like, you tell somebody to kill someone like, Oh, that's him. That's cool. And like, I had favorite guys when I was playing through it. Like it was so fun. So I, that was probably my favorite. I would actually say one of my favorite parts of that game is the Den of Thieves. Yes, and that so, was so fun. Once again, parkour. But it's all, like, it's literally just levels where you have to, like, run as fast as you can, try to hit all the parkour elements, and capture, like, whatever the thief is. Yeah, like, oh, it was such a fun game. It was. And it was a great story. And I feel like that was one of the last ones that had the, like, you were playing as Desmond in the modern world, as well as... 
an assassin in the like in the past. One of the last ones. I don't think it was the last one. There were two more. Of, out, two more after. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the last. Because I think it was Revelations after that. Yep. And then three. and then and then Assassin's Creed three, and then that was the last technical one. Um, but that was probably my favorite one. My second favorite one would be Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Black Flag um, is notorious for being one of the best. It's so good. Like that and like ironically, I think that one like was the start of when they started going downhill cuz that's when you stopped having Yeah. That was the last one that had the modern day element to it. But it they, wasn't even fully modern day cuz it was like you were just a random guy sitting in an office. Yeah, they all still have modern day to them. Yeah, but they're not as good. They're but crappy. they're not. I don't even Black count Flag it. was the I first don't even one that count it. Yeah. Black Flag was the first one yeah. that was really terrible modern day. But they like I didn't mind their modern day because it like it hinted that you might be Desmond, like resurrected. And yeah. so I was like, okay, they're hinting at this. I'm okay with it. They have the nods to your two helper friends from the other games. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, they might they might do this, but then they progressed the other games and they just kept getting crappier and crappier and crappier and Yeah, it was Yeah. It it's almost painful for me to like think about the timeline of Assassin's Creed and when the games came out and like the downfall of in my opinion like the quality and mm-hmm. what fans of Assassin's Creed or at least me and what I enjoyed about Assassin's Creed was slowly stripped away from the games yeah um but keeping on the topic of favorite games and all that um i'm actually a revelation i really really like nice. assassin's creed revelation i like some of the things they did with it and the story is very emotional mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's one with Ezio, right that's the final like, one with Ezio, and it like combines altier it combines desmond it mm-hmm. combines Ezio all together into a very good and cohesive story. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. However, if I had to pick a number one, I'm still Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's oh, that was Creed such 2 a good one. Venice. That's the first one I ever played. I Assassin's think Creed Venice 2. is one of the best locations they could have picked for an Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was just beautiful looking. And I um, I wish at, at a point that this game was made recently and not oh 14 dude, imagine. years ago imagine if like assassin's creed one two and then uh brotherhood were made nowadays yeah like oh the graphics and the gameplay would be gorgeous exactly like take take the parkour elements and the movement and controls from unity mash it with the graphics of valhalla like the newest one and make a compelling story like Ezio. Like, boom, you have a perfect Assassin's yeah. Creed game. Yeah. Now, which one <laughs> that you've played has been like your least favorite experience? So thankfully, so I haven't played nearly as much as you have. Cause I actually like as we were just talking about, I realized how much I've like missed in the Assassin's Creed games games. So I've really actually only played Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Black Flag, and Assassin's Creed 3. All right. Give me one second because I'm going I'm to list them off in order because I'm trying to think of all of them at the point because I think there's like 15, uh, oh, including geez. like mobile games and stuff. Oh, okay. I've played none of the mobile games. Yeah. I think I've played one of the PSP games because they ported it to the PS4. 
but it wasn't oh, good. Oh, um, yeah. So you had the original Assassin's Creed set in mm-hmm. Jerusalem, Israel, yeah. things like that. Um, you had the Ezio trilogy. So you had Assassin's Creed 2 in Venice, Brotherhood in Rome, and Revelation in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that, you had Assassin's Creed 3, which was the American Revolution. So the America. Yep. The it's, Native American guy, which honestly, that was actually not a bad one. I didn't like I enjoyed that one, but it was my favorite. There's elements. I've I've recently replayed the three Ezio ones and three and Black Flag. Um probably oh. within the last three years. Hmm. Um because they were on sale on the PlayStation. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this was my childhood. These are the games I loved. I want to try to replay them and absolutely love the Ezios. Three was I was hesitant with because from what I remembered growing up, it wasn't the best controls and mechanisms. But it yeah, seemed to weird. have been improved with the remastered. Interesting. Uh, I just remember that they you had some boat things in it, and it was a like a, a a hinting at what they were doing. Now. They were testing out the boat stuff yeah. for Black Flag, and that's the fourth one. So Black Flag, because there there was the Americas trilogy after Ezio. So that was Assassin's Creed 3, Black Flag, which was Caribbean, and then... It was the Black Flag-esque one where you're, you're playing as the Templar. Yeah. Um, no, it Rogue. Called? Rogue, yeah. Black, Assassin, uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue. Which actually was pretty dang good. I actually really enjoyed Rogue. The story. I heard it has a good storyline. And it's the exact... It's basically Black Flag DLC. Yeah. That's what I've heard. With some increased elements, but the story was great. But then you also had Assassin's Creed Liberation, uh, which was the PSP one. That oh, was, yeah. I never played that one. That was based in like Louisiana. Oh, interesting. And then there was like a DLC that Black Flag actually had that followed Captain... Oh, followed your... Um, there was a couple DLCs, but one of them followed... You played as your like right-hand man. like a, your Adalway? Um, Adala. Yeah. I think it's something like that. Um, I never played he that He was one. cool. Yeah. I loved his character. Well, I know we're kind of all over the yeah. place right now, but I loved his character. Sorry. What was interesting, though, is he appeared in Rogue. Really? That's cool. Yeah. He actually appears as um, part of Kenway because it's really cool how Captain Kenway and Haytham Kenway, the villain from 3, kind of all connected within those games. I thought that was really yeah. interesting. That is cool. Uh, after Black Flag, there was Assassin's Creed unity unity in france unity because rogue and unity came out at the exact same time because of the new playstation yeah, and the new was, xbox it was the ps4 and the xbox whatever one it was and then you had assassin's creed syndicate which was set in uh that london. was london yeah i played that one that one was actually pretty eh. it was good and it was bad at the same time um and then after syndicate there was a few year gap and then they announced origins then we mm-hmm. had Odyssey. So Origins was Egypt. Odyssey was Greece. Greece. And now Valhalla would have been kind of Norway. Yeah. Scandinavia. Yeah. That northern you know, area of the Europe. And then the new one that they just announced. So there's Mirage, Code Jade, Code Red Jade, something. But one's going to be ancient um Japan. And the other one is going to be back to the roots, they call it. And I didn't catch where the location was there. 
Interesting. But that's all the games. There's been other media. There's been books and stuff. But with the games, almost anyone you ask, I think, would tell you some of their favorites if they grew up with Assassin's Creed are the, yeah. one of the original four. Yeah. I You honestly probably couldn't even narrow it down to one of the three Ezio's. Yeah. Most of the I time. Feel, yeah. I feel like the one of the three Ezio's is usually people's favorite. Um, and it's like, and it kind of depends. Like if you're more like action, I feel like you're going to do Brotherhood. If you're more story, you're going to do Revelations. And then a, a balance of the two, I feel like you're going to say two. I think um, a lot of times if you're a fan of the more naive and uh, headstrong character, you will do Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Because that's it's one of the best things about the original. I wouldn't say the original trilogy because not the first Assassin's Creed. But the Ezio trilogy, you got to grow up with this assassin. It's the only time you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like growing up with Ezio and like has as he's developed as a character is so cool. Like seeing him from Assassin's Creed 2 to Brotherhood is just so, so awesome. Yeah. So, Assassin's Creed, it has a place in my heart, but going to the least favorite, I wouldn't even call this one an Assassin's Creed game, but for me, (laughs) what the game that kind of dropped me off the face of the earth when it came to Assassin's Creed was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, Yeah, I heard that game didn't even feel like an Assassin's Creed game. That game wrecked me. I was so headstrong when that game came out that I was like, I'm going to get the most out of this game. This game is going to be awesome. I really enjoyed Origins to a degree. And I was like, this is going to be great. Ancient Greece, that's such a cool area. Yeah, such a cool time period, so much to do. And every little part of that game crushed me Mm. because I... I got to the point where I kept playing even though I didn't want to. It was one of those where I was like forced that forcing myself to play because like I got to know the story. I got to know what's going on. When's the assassins coming? I want to know this. Yeah. And it just never happened. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no assassins really in that game. That's what I've heard. And I think that's like one of the problems that's been happening recently is I feel like what was so cool about, you know, Assassin's Creed 1, the Ezio trilogy, and I'll even say the, um, I think you called it the Americas trilogy. Yeah. Um, and I can't speak for all the Americas trilogy, but mainly for like Black Flag, there is an element of this secret organization of the assassins. And like the assassins versus the Templars, which is like the core of these games is you are playing as an assassin and you are fighting against the enemy and it's the Templars, and they're like the assassins are hidden. The Templars are usually more in the open, but they're still, you know, the bad guys. And it's this awesome, you know, war that's been raging for centuries. Yeah. And you get that so strong in those those games. You know, those two trilogies and the original Assassin's Creed. You get the the real like sense of it and you really feel it. But I feel like in um origins and from what i've heard of like odyssey you just don't feel that as much yeah and that even goes down to the core of the original four games with the assassin's creed you learn who they are their creed what they are doing and the 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 fight against the templars and that was the core of the game you had the location which was the backdrop 
of the game, but the plot and the story revolved around the war, like you were saying. Yeah. And you had that through the entire Ezio trilogy, too. The entire Ezio trilogy was Templars versus Assassins, and you move to modern day... And it's the exact same thing. And it's still happening. Like the war is still going on in modern day, which I like is so crazy. It's so cool. And like, yeah, ah, it's so good. Yeah. So good. So I think that that kind of makes me want to talk a little bit about this. I know you don't know necessarily what this is because of our very, very brief. Um, Educate me, man. Kind Educate of outline me. to this. But a few years ago, the some of the developers of the original Assassin's Creed games. Um, I don't know the names of them. I don't know when this talk took place, but they basically said that they had an outline of what an Assassin's Creed and the IP had to have to be an Assassin's Creed game. Sweet. And so just, I don't know, for however long we want to talk about it, I kind of want to talk about some of the things that he has in these. He calls no, them yeah, I'd love to. He calls them the Ten Commandments of the Assassin's Creed games. Sweet. Uh, mind you, I do not think these developers are in charge of Assassin's Creed anymore. Ubisoft is power hungry, and Ubisoft has their own <laughs> problems that I don't agree with. And their game show. They'll hopefully maybe figure it out. Hopefully. So maybe. one of the things that they mentioned is in order for it to be an Assassin's Creed IP, these I believe these are all the same for all every game that's been made so far so good job for them historical places and events have to be taking place in it main character has to have some sort of silhouette and posture like an eagle motif Um, and you have to have some sort of present conspiracy like some mystery sort of check yeah um getting less and less and less getting less and less and less what you can change is the time period who the past main character is. So like Desmond, um, you can change well, the present. past main character would be like Ezio. Oh yes. Correct. Yeah. But you can also change the present day locations and secondary characters. And there you, you go. gotta, you can keep the animus. You can upgrade it. You can change what it is, but the essential thing of it still. Yeah. There. Now the 10 commandments though, those are just kind of a sidebar that most of the mm-hmm. games do use. The first one is, number one, Assassin's Creed will always tell the story of the secret war between Assassins and Templars. Nope. (laughs) Uh, Yep. I think once Odyssey hit, that was out. I would even argue Origin, technically. No. I would actually still say Origins is an Assassin's Creed game to a degree because Origins, you're known as the hidden ones in that game. Uh, so it's just another name for it. it. It's the very beginning on how they created the assassins, but okay. the enemies you're fighting in the game, I forgot what they're called, but they're basically the ancient Templars. Okay. So, so I would still give it, I would still give it there. Still give it. Odyssey, however, you play as a mercenary fighting <laughs> the ancient Templars. There's no assassins in the game until you play the DLCs. Hmm. So it kind of loses the mark there. Exactly. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> um, let's see. Number two, being an assassin doesn't make the main character a ruthless killer. He kills, but he has principles and never murders innocents. He avoids collateral damage as much as possible. Hmm. Can you tell me which game 
you are allowed to kill innocent people. If I had to guess, I'm going to say Odyssey. Odyssey, you're a mercenary. <laughs> um, I believe Assassin's Creed Rogue also lifted yeah, that. But yeah, you but you're also playing as the Templar, so yeah. that makes sense. So but I'm, I'm going to give I'm going to give Rogue a pass on that because you are a Templar. Yeah, and I think Valhalla. Like I've never I never played Valhalla, so I don't know. I think Valhalla also lifted that rule. I never played Valhalla. But so. I, I don't know. I can't really speak on that one. Number three, the war between assassins and Templars is the foundation of our franchise story in both the past and the present. <laughs> <laughs> You're losing that there. I'm going to say they started losing that at like after Black Flag, so like around Signicate and Unity. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the we talked about it briefly, but yeah, that modern day story really Once, took a dive in Black Flag. One, I would even say it was before Black Flag. With um, three? With once they decided to... Spoilers for a game that came out like 12 years ago. or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once they decided to kill Desmond, it which fell was, apart. Which was a it weird choice. It fell apart. Yeah, because like, it was like this weird, like he like died, but it was because of like the gods in this universe. Like, we're like, you're going to die now. Which... I will say the gods in this universe and the, the, I forgot what they're called, man, it's been a while. So do I. Yeah. But those, I think were really cool elements of the game. Like I actually I totally did agree. enjoy them. Same. But yeah, I would say that Assassin's Creed three is when Desmond dies and it's literally in the last five minutes of the cutscene of the game. Mm-hmm. And oh, you're like, yeah. wait, it's what just happened? You're like, what? Yeah. Like he just dies. There's no lead up. There's no foreshadowing. There's just at all, boom, just (laughs) death, death. And so once that happened, I feel like Black Flag set it up to where it's like, all right, you're now a I forget the modern day bad guy corporation. Um, I forget what it's called, Um, but it's always the same like corporation um, as you think of it. But like they set it up really well. Like I was saying earlier where you're a random employee at this like something corp um and you're this random guy and but they set up towards like you're also you're investigating the abstergo abstergo thank you you're a random abstergo employee and you're investigating desmond's death because abstergo has the body and they're the modern day templars and, and they're they using, have his like, body DNA. yeah and so they're trying to like bring him back or something and so it hints that you're this you're the brought back desmond and like i said you can go down to the lobby and see your old friends and they like make comments to you like like you are desmond without your memory and i think if they on the next game like and maybe in the very end of black flag um because that's something that goes i found interesting too with black flag is that was the first one you didn't have to do a ton in the modern world like once you get to a certain point it's up to you if you wanted to stay in the past or go like go back and forth. Yeah. Like you get some cool information. And if you're like a really, like really into the series, you can get a lot of fun info, but like they won't force you to. Um, but I think it would have been cool if at the very end of black flag, they like, they forced you to do all the stuff in the modern world and showed you at the very end that you are Desmond without your memory, like your amnesia or something. Cause they brought you back to life. And then they continued that story. I think that could have helped save this franchise. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
And I did like that Black Flag was like a video game-esque where it was mm-hmm. you're playing through a video game. You're not actually like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're present in the past. You're still controlling them like as your character. But in the story element, you're playing a video game. Yeah. And I, I yeah. thought that was really Or you're like researching for a video game, right? Like, you're, yeah. like your ancestor was like Edward Kenway. Yes. And so you're researching for this new pirate game, which was such a fun premise, like you were saying. Like, I loved that. And they kind of dropped that in the rest of the games. They, I will say the modern day in Black Flag, it wasn't that bad. It brought some no, it really awful. cool things. That I was like, ooh, this could go in really cool directions with like taking DNA from people who've already died. Yeah. And then they just drop it. Like, yeah, Unity comes. Never spoken of again. <laughs> yeah, Unity comes and it's completely different. Um, so yeah, that war between Assassins and Templars, present and uh, past, it just doesn't... Once you get past Black Flag and you begin into the Unity era, where it's like Unity, Syndicate, all those, yeah. It's gone. And then they did try to bring the modern day back in Origins and Odyssey and... Did they? Yeah, so Odyssey did have some modern day Assassin Templar type stuff, but it was still weird. It was, you were a rogue modern day Templar who then turned to the Assassins. But at the same time, the past Assassins start showing up in the present because they are wielding like a godlike or one of the... um, like the apple the, of eden type the, stuff yeah the they're they're wielding some of those like artifacts and she's weird. like the guardian it's weird there's also atlantis oh that's another thing you've never really played the the more modern ones something i hated about all all of them is how much they leaned into mythology mm. so god of war leans into mythology very well yes i think beautifully Assassin's Creed kind of throws it as the people who created the world, people look to them and they've created mythos basically based off of them and the technology that they've created. But it's just a way for you to fight the gods. That's all it is. And so there's no there's no meat to it. Mm-hmm. It seems as if they tried to make the background the story and the setting the story when they really should yeah. have had the story in the setting, if that made yeah. any sense. That does. And I feel like, too, like, like I remember watching you play Origins and, like, you went to, like, the spirit world and were, like, fighting, the like, the gods and, like, doing yeah. all these crazy things. And I remember, like, being like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so different because you do have like the fruit, like the Apple of Eden and the Ezio trilogy and things like that. But it was never like, it was more of like, we don't understand what the Apple of Eden is. Yeah. But we just know it's a very powerful thing that's either somehow able to contact, the, like give us this crazy powers. On top of that, we're able to communicate with this being who's either a god or some super advanced being that, is helping control things. Yeah. And, and you didn't know they left it like fluid and unknown, which was cool. I appreciated that. Cause it was like something to figure out. And that added know? to the, the groundedness of the world 
in the world building because yes, you have these artifacts that have special abilities and all that. Yeah, that's not reality. But when you add that and you say, this is how our world works, you believe it and you trust it and you accept it. Yeah. Then when you start adding things that are way in left field, it starts to break that reality down because you've just had 10 games prior that had nothing to do with any of this. Yeah. And so that's how I felt with all these mythos and all the gods, like the Egyptian gods, the Greek gods, then the Norse gods is more of you're breaking the reality that I have because now you're saying all these places exist. Yeah. So, and something too, like that I appreciate about the original games is like that you had the apple of Eden. Cause like I, I, the reason I mentioned that so much is I feel like you hunt that one and in a lot of the, original. every single, yeah. every single Ezio one. And like you're the apple of Eden is always coming up. Um, but something I appreciate about it is you never wielded it until the very end of the game usually and you had yep. like one time where you're like i'm gonna use this once to like fix things or just to save the day but once but again most of, once again that's the core of the that's the core of the game yeah like yeah and so but you're not like wielding it throughout the entire game like i you mentioned god of war like it like you use the this you know mythical the blades of chaos or the leviathan axe these magical weapons throughout the entire game and it makes sense and it's like this makes sense i'm following this and it works but in assassin's creed you're like i'm going after this person to stop their plans oh the apple of eden's involved again okay let's stop them and then i use it to save the day but it's like i'm not using it throughout the entire game to like go nuts and give me special powers but what I was mentioning is like because that's such a core part of the game with the Apple of Eden, what the originals did so well, like you mentioned, you're not using it the whole time, but your enemies are. And there's this theme in Assassin's Creed where the Templars want to use power to find peace. They want to control in order to save other people. They they believe that through control is where freedom is. Mm-hmm assassins are the opposite where they're like no once you start controlling people that's fear and that's not freedom and so the the core theme of the apple of eden especially when you uh, i'm thinking the first game when you're altier and you you wield it or even Ezio. i think at one point Ezio will uh wields it in two yeah you're fighting this kind of like mindset as Ezio and as Altier of like I'm using this for the benefit of my people but am I turning into a Templar like am I now using the Templars methods and so going back to like the groundedness even though the Apple of Eden is such a powerful mythical artifact in this world it's used for the themes of the game the themes of the story yeah and it's used sparingly the gods have from what I've seen in Origins and Odyssey, having the gods in there, especially in the DLCs where you go to the underworld and stuff, had mm-hmm. nothing to do with the themes of the game. Yeah. They didn't add anything besides, ooh, go fight the gods. Go kill Ra. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, number number four, going back to our commandments. <laughs> yeah, we got in a little <laughs> tangent there. I'm okay with that. Let's go on all the tangents. Um. Number four, the assassins should always be agile, socially skilled, 
unbeatable with a blade and a stylish badass. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say that at least for the originals, that is true. All the way up to Edward Kenway. I think Edward Kenway was that way. Um, 100%. Edward Kenway was the definition of everything you just said. Um. But I think once we started getting to the new games, the modern ones, I think the thing that I'm seeing here is socially skilled and yeah, agile. That's I was like, hmm. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, I'd say that Edward Kenway is probably the lot one of the last ones, because I I would say he was socially, you know, yeah, whatever the word you said it was, um, what was it? Skilled, socially yeah. skilled, and I think he was agile. He was jumping off the masts of ships and like. Yeah doing all that i would even say um, all the way up to syndicate all of these are true yeah i i think there were little i think those the the brother sister and syndicate i would say are less socially skilled true but not like they're not awkward but they're get, like they're like okay like the sister isn't yeah. so great the the brother is like he his whole thing is like recruiting a, a mob a yeah. gang <laughs> um so i guess you could say he's socially skilled but like it's it's getting it was getting a little dicey, if, well, if my memory is serving correct. Well, even uh, it, we hit Origins. I, I like Origins. I really do. But Bayak was not as agile as other assassins were. There was not a lot of parkour in Origins. There wasn't a <laughs> lot of big cities. And he was a warrior. Like, if you look at any of the yeah. modern day stuff, they're all warriors. They're not assassins. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They're not yeah. doing flips and tricks and jumping off buildings. And I could say the same about Edward Kenway. Edward Ken- Kenway was not an assassin until the very end of the game. True. But the assassins and Templar story was the core of that story. So Yeah. And the assassins were in the game. Exactly. And they were doing all their crazy cool flips and tricks. Let's see. Number five, halfway through. Pivotal moments in human history are the basis of our franchise. Assassin's Creed will always take a revisionist approach to real events. We'll use historical gaps to create our story. I think for the most part that has stayed true. I think so too. I mean, they've used like historical moments, you know, like, yeah, I think that's stayed true. Yeah. Uh, Number six, history should always be portrayed as relevant to our core audience with facts that tie into the present day common knowledge in an edgy modern art direction. I think that's also true. I think using the animus in almost all games, you can learn about real life events. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think it's good. I will also say I really like how the modern day, I know I rag on the modern, like the modern Assassin's Creed that we've had, uh, like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. I don't know about Valhalla, but I know Origins and Odyssey have a tour mode. And I found that super cool. So basically, you can huh. play the game without playing the game. You can walk around, and as you walk around, you can hit parts, and the game will stop and then tell you what this place represents. Oh, that's cool. And it will tell you history about the world and just interesting tidbits and facts. And so you can do that hmm. in both Odyssey and Origins and just walk around Egypt and walk around Greece and learn. So I thought that's that was cool. really cool. I appreciate that. I will say, like, we rag on we've been ragging on the more modern Assassin's Creed's, but I think the only reason we're ragging on them is because they have the title of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like they would be fine games if they weren't. Yeah. Like if you take away, 
Exactly. Like if you take away the title of Assassin's Creed and make it its own game, I think people wouldn't like would enjoy them a lot more. Purely because like they're not expecting it to be an Assassin's game or Assassin's Creed game. So Yeah. That's I would agree. Sides. I've had some yeah. I won't say arguments, but I've had some debates with people about specifically Odyssey. And I, I'm in the boat that Odyssey is not an Assassin's Creed game. You strip all the elements there and it's it's not an Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, it's in the name. Like, it's an Assassin's Creed game. It's part of the franchise. I'm like, but that doesn't make it an Assassin's Creed game, in I mean, my opinion. Yeah, like, technically, yeah, it is a part of the franchise, and it will always be a part of the franchise. But the gameplay is so different, and the story is so different that it just doesn't fit. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about these commandments, because these are the things the developers had in mind when they, yeah, when they envisioned this world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number seven, uh, this one's interesting. Assassin's Creed is based on technology. Nothing is magical. Everything has a plausible <laughs> technological explanation. I think that kind of hits on what we talked about. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about that whole thing. Yeah. With like, even like we kind of mentioned with the Apple of Eden, it's a mythical artifact that we don't know if it's magical or if it's just an, ad- such an advanced piece of technology. Well, they do that we mention don't that understand. It is. They oh do. yeah, they do. That's right. It's right. I can't yeah, think of like, the group of people, but those who came before, basically, yeah, um, were a civilization that had immense technological like achievements, and then they died, basically. Yeah, then they died. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like we know it's it's technologically based, and so but you're like for a little bit you're like you don't know like it's a mystery, and then. It all, and then it reveals. It's like, all right, technology, which is you, so cool. I appreciate it. Talking about those who came before, you know what character I was so excited to see as like a main villain was Juno. Do you I don't remember who that was. Juno Sorry. was one of those who came before and she's the yes. one that trapped herself. In, yes. Yeah. She's the one talking to Desmond the whole time. And yes. And she was going to be this huge, big bad. She got freed in Assassin's Creed yep. 3. In Black Flag, she was the one pulling all the the strings with everything. Mm-hmm. And she was trapped in the mainframe. And then I don't think we ever heard about her again. Maybe in the, the more modern Assassin's Creed that I don't know too much about. But like we lost everything in the next like three games about Juno. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, they just completely they they restarted. They did. They like they tried to restart the franchise, and it just it didn't work. All right, number number eight, Assassin's Creed is about digging. Eight. Wow. Sorry, you're all good. Assassin's Creed is about digging into a character's past through their DNA in order to understand what really happened in key historical Mm -hmm. moments. Yeah, we lost that. <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah, we lost that. I think we lost that. I I didn't play Unity, but I think we lost that at, at least Syndicate. Yeah, if not and Unity. Depending on how you, how the developers meant this, I don't know if that's is meant like you as the player who in who went in the Animus was playing through your past, or is it like these modern ones where it's like. Well, we're just taking DNA from someone and this was one of their ancestors. Cuz that's kind of a cheap way, I think, of yeah, of doing it. Um having you be the person that has to go through it is what kind of made Desmond such a cool character cuz he was reluctant yeah. to do it. 
but he was the only one that could. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I really appreciated that storyline of like, you're learning about your ancestors. Like Ezio is your ancestor, which always made him Desmond feel so cool. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading the ninth one. And this one is like kind of weird. Um, huh. Since the player relives the deeds of his kin through his DNA, the IP cannot be set in the future. DNA of unborn people do not exist. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, it does. But it's like, man, the developers really, really did not want to do anything futuristic. Which I appreciate, you I know, like, and especially one of your like commandment. I think of the commandment earlier was like, they can't be bested with a blade. Yeah. You know, like assassins can't be blessed with a blade. So it makes sense you're not going to do future because that's more guns and all of that based, you know? And And I think previously, like years and years and years ago, they said that they would never do like a world war or anything because that's like too far into the future. Oh, like World War II, World War One. Yeah, because that's like, that's getting a little too close to like where an assassin wouldn't really be yeah kind of the best i mean it'd be interesting but i don't know you'd have to do it right it'd be hard some people theorize that the watchdog franchise is set in the future oh that's interesting yeah huh that was a fun game i played the first one and enjoyed it but i never really played the second or third because it felt like it was just repetitive the second one wasn't as good. And the third one, I didn't even know came out until like months after it came out. And because there's no <laughs> advertising for it. Yeah. So good old Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Good old Ubisoft, Ubisoft. However you say it. Hey, hey, Ubisoft. If you're listening, if anyone from Ubisoft is listening, do better. <laughs> That's all I have. Just do better. <laughs> Not to be rude, but just do better. <laughs> <laughs> just with all of your franchises oh man <laughs> uh, number 10 last one assassin's creed can bend historical accuracy but they cannot create a uchronia uchronias are generally settings loosely based on the real world but with no real-time setting and i believe that within context though this can also extend to alternate realities so basically mm-hmm. use the history um, you can bend what happened because I, I think of like Assassin's Creed 3 did this a lot with um, the Revolutionary War. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the, the main bad guy. Oh, yeah, I don't remember his name. There's a British but, general guy. But you're the one that kills him. And of course, that's not how it actually happens in real life. Yeah. So like you yeah. can bend history, but you can't create something new. Like you can't create like a brand new setting. Which I appreciate. I like yep. that. And I think it kind of goes back to the core of the game of like, like we were talking about, like the setting is important, but it doesn't make the story. Did you know that there is a Uchronia made in the Assassin's Creed franchise? No. So, it's not an actual game, but there is a DLC from Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, This was called, I'm trying to look it up right now. It was called The Tyranny of King Washington. That's right. So, basically, this was 
Washington got a hold of one of the artifacts. Mm-hmm. And it basically made the entire world different. And it's, oh. it made an alternate reality where Washington became a tyrant. And you played as Connor, who was never taken from the... Um, they weren't Iroquois. Um, whatever. I don't know what society he was from. Yeah, I don't know what tribe. Um, but he was never taken from that. And so he grew up there. And you had to basically take down George Washington. Fascinating. It was really weird. I've, I remember playing hmm. it on like that newest run through of, of Assassin's Creed 3 I played. Mm-hmm. And it just felt so out of place because it doesn't tell you what's happening until the very end when you like attack Washington. When you figure it out. Oh, yeah. interesting. So there is yeah, one. That was a, that was, I like that game though. I liked Assassin's Creed 3. I thought that one was fun. There, There is a Uchronia but I don't know if it breaks this commandment because it's not an actual game. It's just a DLC. It's not yeah. canon. Yeah. That's a gray area. Yeah. But going to Assassin's Creed 3, I think it's a phenomenal game. I think Connor could have been better as a character portrayal. I mean, I, I think they could have done a better job of going a little more in-depth with this character. Yeah. But overall, I think some of the side characters in that game are some of the best. Like, Hatham yeah. Kenway is a phenomenal villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your, your basically trainer, like the person who yeah, like raises your dad, you a, your adopted dad. He was awesome, and he actually showed Great up in character. Rogue. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's just it was it was a good game. I liked that one. Um, I mean, nothing's gonna beat Brotherhood. And like the Ezio trilogy, in my opinion, yeah. um, I think the close one is Black Flag, as we've talked about. But I mean, I think just the unfortunate part with the Assassin's Creed games is they've just been like really good, and then kind of not as good, and then now just not Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's some that I would say go back to replay, replay the originals. Honestly, Unity had a really bad rap. It came out broken. That was the last game I pre-ordered uh, of the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I don't blame you there. Because I got it and then I plugged like I put it in my computer and all I saw was those creepy faces that are all in memes now. Uh basically they didn't render properly in most people's games and so all of the skin wasn't on the character players and so all you That's saw was terrifying. floating eyes and a floating mouth. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. So I returned that game and I forgot what store it was, but they graciously gave me my money back. That's good. Um, But now that they've had multiple patches and it's actually a playable game and it has the best parkour in the series. Really? It does. It flows so well and I don't know why they didn't keep it. That was the one saving grace of that game. Hmm. Yeah, that one had a lot of potential because like that one was like you and your buddies could hop in the same game. Yeah. Like if you had buddies that were playing unity, like you each could be your own assassin hop in each other's games and like up to four of you and like run around. And it's like, that was like such a cool idea, but it just did not like land well. Yeah. And even when they announced, so Assassin's Creed Mirage, the newest one coming out, Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a back to the roots game. That's what they're okay. like 
kind of tagging it. So they're going back to the social stealth. They're going back to like Assassin's Creed 2, 3 style where it's you're in a city, you're an assassin. However, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of it because I saw some of the gameplay and some of the way they've been talking about it. And one, you're playing as the same character you played in Valhalla from what, from what I could gather. It's weird. And so it's like, well, I don't want to jump into a game halfway. Yeah. Halfway. Yeah. Even if it is back to the roots. Cause I'm, I'm not going to play Valhalla. It, it looks terrible. No. I mean, it's a God of war wannabe. Yeah. And then the other thing that I saw was there's nothing new. The gameplay trailer that they showed showed nothing innovative. It's almost oh, as if true. they're saying, Hey, you hated all this stuff. Let's give you another game and just reskin it from back in the day. And uh, it's like, interesting. well, that's not why we liked Assassin's Creed. We liked it for the story and we liked it for the innovation. Cause look at two brotherhood revelation, three black flag, every single one added something new and something yeah. exciting. Assassin's Creed two lets you kind of explore more of an open world. Mm-hmm. Brotherhood, you got all of your your people. You could send them my off. people. Yeah, yeah, they're so cool. <laughs> Revelation, <laughs> my favorite <you> parts. <laughs> Revelation, you got the hook, the hook blade, which I loved. Yeah, and you had some mini games in there. It was kind of fun. Uh, three, the big thing was you got the tomahawk. You got to that like cool. explore. It was also woods. more stealth, like stealthy based. Like just like you were, yeah, like you were. You felt like a hunter. Yeah. Because you were just so stealthed and like, oh, that one was cool. Yeah. And then Black Flag, of course, you were a pirate. Like, you get to sail the seas. That's so cool. But through all <laughs> so of them, fun. the consistency was you have stealth. Like, the primary method of these games were stealth. Yeah. You move past that and a lot of it wasn't stealth anymore. You just run in and you just mash buttons. Yeah. So And like, and like to be fair, like, that's what you did in big combat moments. Yeah. In Assassin's Creed. But that was, like you said, that was not the primary combat form in the game. Mm-hmm. You could do it. You could try. Like, I think I remember Ezio and two and, and Brotherhood, you had like swords and you had like, like you had other weapons besides your hidden blades, but the hidden blades were the primary weapon you used. And so you were running around being stealthy and then killing people and being, trying to be stealthy with it. And so, yeah, I feel like they've just kind of lost that as they have moved forward. Exactly. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the reviews are for Mirage. We'll see if it, uh, if they redeemed themselves, but you got this Ubisoft. I believe in you. I I don't believe in you, but you got this. (laughs) I'm not going to pre-order it, but if I look at some reviews and it says that they did a good job at, making it feel like the old school way and all that I might, I might pick it up if there's a sale. True. But it's also, when is it supposed to be coming out? I'm going to check that real quick. November 17th, 2023. I have no idea. That was just a random date. I just, Oh, I was about to say if it is, I was like that. Oh no, it's even worse. (laughs) Um, July, October October 12th. (laughs) 2023. <laughs> yep. You know what else is coming in October? Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. This game is going to get overshadowed. Oh, yeah. It, oh, by far. Yep. Sorry, Ubisoft. 
push push it back or no don't don't bring it push up it let your develop push it back let your developers push back. work push it back yeah. push it back <laughs> yeah that's gonna get overshadowed by by the game of the year oh yeah well i don't know there's been so many games like so many games that could be game there's of been the year. S- there's been so many good games i'm calling it right now at least spider-man 2 jedi survivor um, tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom final fantasy is it 17 or 16 17 17's coming out that's going to be on there and oh, was there any others that came out was was um forbidden west out this year that i think it was last year was that last year yeah those four are going to for sure be contenders for game of the year oh hades 2 is supposed to be coming out that's the other one Ooh. Say those five. <laughs> yeah. Those five will be in contenders. Yeah. I think, I mean, we'll get in, we'll, we'll do a whole episode on that as it yeah. gets closer and all of that. Um, but yeah, Assassin's Creed is so fun. I remember playing those games all the time. My growing up, it was awesome. Yeah. That was my childhood. It was always Assassin's Creed and Halo. Those are the two I played. Dude. Those are, that's, that's, that was a lot of my childhood too. Yep. And then Oblivion. Assassin's Creed and I Halo did play Reach. Oblivion. Oh, yeah. When Skyrim came out, I played the crap out of Skyrim. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you can yeah. still keep playing it while we wait for Elder Scrolls 6. Which we may not get to play since we are both PS5 players. Yeah, that's fair. Starfield we, right now, I'm hesitant about because some of the things that they showed, it's like, this looks empty. Like, it looks hmm. just dull i i believe in bethesda i think that they have they have the power to succeed the last couple things have not but they've got this yeah they'll get there yeah well thank you guys for joining us uh as we talked and raved and ranted about one of our favorite series assassin's creed um Come back next week. Uh, we release video or videos. Oh man, we're at, we're at YouTube now. <laughs> we like re- and subscribe. We well, please do actually. Please rate us and <laughs> subscribe. That'd be awesome. I said Leave a, a comment. Video, please tell do. people about us. Uh, <laughs> we do mean that though. <laughs> <laughs> we release podcasts every Monday uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you for joining us. Now, go do some parkour. Because you know, it's all geek to me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>